And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey everybody, welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And guys, welcome to 2024. It's a so whole exciting. It's a whole new year, a whole new podcast, a whole new host voice for me. Oh, I feel like I've heard it before and, and quickly <laughs> abandoned. <laughs> oh, and I'm getting a nope. This is actually this is real. <laughs> this is, Andrew yeah. is telling me with his eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's guys. frowning, which is smile frowning uh, with your eyes. I okay, great. Let's talk about some movies we've seen. You know what I was thinking about earlier, resolutions-wise, was I remember when we used to do our old Nerds for Real podcast with old Benny, I think we were talking about do like resolutions. I don't know why this popped in my head, but I was like, Ben made a resolution to start smiling with his eyes more. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Um, and as I was like, you know what? That was a really silly thing, and I probably laughed at him for it, but I bet that came in really handy during COVID. Mm-hmm. Smiling with your eyes. Egg on our face. Anyways, uh, did anybody watch Mona Lisa Smile? No, I couldn't see it. They updated it after COVID and they added masks with CG. Those liberals. Mona Lisa And this is my turn on the podcast this year. (laughs) Uh, Movies we've seen. Robert, what have you seen? Well, I mentioned in our Patreon episode about our best and worst of the year that I had uh, watched Rebel Moon, part one, A Child of Fire. Uh, so I will mention that just for posterity. Say it sucked. Bad. Didn't like it. Uh, I will, of course, watch the sequel as our uh, Rebel Moon correspondent on the podcast. But uh, it's no good. And I can't imagine this second uh, overlong half will redeem it. And only when Zack Snyder releases his director's cut will we finally get the masterpiece. He's still doing it. He's still doing it. Best, best, uh, one of the ones that ever was. Uh, <laughs> truly one of the directors of movies. He is um, an interesting director. Like, I. Visionary, visionary I believe, vi- is thrown excuse, in excuse a, me, a lot of his. An interesting visionary director, Zack Snyder. Yeah. I. I mean, like, I I think I still stand by. I like the Snyder Cut more than the two-hour Justice League movie. I don't think it's good, but I like it better. But I can't... Other than, like, I kind of like Army of the Dead. It was kind of fun. Or what... Was that the name of that movie? The one that was in Vegas with, like, Batista... Oh, was that arm or yeah? What was that? Vegas of the Dead. I don't remember what it was called, but it was it was bad. It was I was very bad. Sin City of the Turns Dead. Turns out also some of the zombies were robots. Don't forget. I kind of liked that movie. Like I had a little bit of fun watching it, but like I just don't. His movies are just not for me. All right, edit point, Andrew. This is an edit point for your own uh, for my own posterity. Comment. I don't want to yeah. be lumped in with the Snyder cut freaks. 
I don't know. Like I think he's just he's not for me. I I didn't like three hundred when it came out. Sure. I don't like. I heard just the nastiest shit about Sucker Punch, and like, I just don't. He's just not for me. I used yeah, to like. The- I used to like a lot of his stuff more than other people, and uh, I learned better than that. <laughs> you grew up. But I don't I think it's get, wrong to change your opinion so. on something you liked at one yeah. point, and then have yeah. kind of grown out of, or 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 had just had more perspective on to be like, oh, this is different than what I thought. So I also haven't really felt the want or need to go back and rewatch to see if I still like some of his older stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if if it's him that changed or me that changed or him that didn't change I think it's probably after him that, like 20 movies. I think it's probably him that didn't change him that didn't change for sure. And I think he has I think if, quality. if uh, that quality may carry over to another movie we'll talk about later. Mm. <laughs> Some people don't change <laughs> mm. for the better. Um, so yeah, watch that. Um, and then surprisingly, my, my last movie of 2023 was uh, it's free on Tubi. I think you can rent it elsewhere, but it's called At the Drive-In. And it's about a little, I should probably have pulled it up in my Google so that I can tell you. Oh, shit. There's a band called At the Drive-In. That's not helpful. That's what I was thinking. Uh, But it's basically a movie that is about 2017 fail. Here we go. A rural Pennsylvania drive-in that was basically holding out and trying to stay alive and being prompted to try and get a digital projector so they could keep up and play new movies and and live but the amount of money it would cost to buy one and then potentially keep it up was too much so they opted to stay 35 millimeter which means they're not playing new films generally because nothing is shot on that for the most part or doesn't don't have prints of them uh but it was it was very charming it was just off a random recommendation in a in a discord server i'm in and i was like fuck it it's free on Tubi. Like I don't have any barrier to not watch it. I'm just going to watch it. And it was, it was, it was really pleasant. I, as someone who went to the drive-in occasionally when I was a kid, I'm not a huge drive. Like, I think it's just more of geographically. I couldn't be a drive-in person. It's just not what was normally available, but I've been enough times that I have an affection for it. And it made me uh nostalgic for a drive-in I've never been to and, and might not ever be to. Um, I do think if I go to the East Coast and there's somehow a gap in time that allows it, it would be super fun to visit just for like to be like, hey, I went. They're here. Um, but it's good stuff. And it is was there, is there even sorry? a drive in theater near us? Like, I know there was one there was one in like Everett gr- when we grew up and I never got to it. But I don't know. Yeah, was... it's it's a good question. There, there might. I, I really don't, especially after COVID, I have no idea what sort of survived. And there one of the a couple, one I think there's the, one uh, across the ferry. Um, oh really yeah I, I know that we wanted to go but it just like because you, you have to kind of wait until it's uh late mm-hmm. and it's a, across you pretty much have to stay over there it's or late it might really be a double feature it's weather yeah. pending too because like there are places where like if you're going in the rain and shit it can be just be miserable and they talk about them the dock they're like three people are coming but they're traveling you don't know how far they're traveling from do you put out on social media hey we're not actually not going to play the movie tonight and fuck up their nights or you just play it and hope that the couple people that go enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it feels like sometimes they're losing money, but I've been, I checked in on their socials afterwards and I was like, Oh, you know, it seems like they had a Halloween event. Everyone came and did the sort of the trunk or treat sort of thing. And they had like a good fun time. And 
have fun double features. I guess one of the people who helps run it, uh, runs it rather, um, has like a contact that was like, you guys are crazy for doing 35 millimeter, but I'll help what I can. And when he's like, Hey, do you have this movie or this movie on 35? He like immediately texts him back and is like, yeah, we, we got that if you need it. Hmm. So it's encouraging that like, as someone who loves old media and, and kind of wants to keep that sort of stuff alive, it's, it's very charming to me that, um, it's still going strong in some regions. And I, I, encourage everyone to support that go out to a midnight movie go out to a 35 millimeter screening go to a drive-in it's uh it's a fun time um and uh and scorsese has said it's the actually actually the only way to watch a movie is to drive up to it and watch it in the rain on your yeah, phone on true. your dashboard yeah he said through through one of those little things that you hook up onto the window to listen to <laughs> yeah you have to put a little yeah a pop phone up to your ear um, the other movies I watched, uh, I saw the Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, New Year's Day. Never heard of it. Friends of mine. Well, you're Wait, about is that to. The, is that the Hobbit sequels? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Hobbit, yeah, Hobbit sequels. Um, technically correct, which is the best kind of correct. Uh, some friends of mine had watched them on New Year's Day. They were already at Two Towers by the time I realized they were watching. So I did Two Towers, Return of the King, and then followed it up with the fellowship of the ring the first one uh it was great i mean i've talked about these movies endlessly they're just such a joy to watch extended of course and um yeah it's a pleasure to watch extended of course yeah they are that's what all. of it yeah and, i watch i'm a, glad i, I tried to enjoyed it so much yeah i have a great pleasure watching a lot of movies when i'm extended as well hey when you're watching lord of the rings there's another way <laughs> Vigo's on screen. Come on. Um, no, just amazing movies. And then last, very last night, I went and saw Wonka again with uh, Jamie and her sister Val. Ah, I love it. It's great. Even better the second time. Such a charming musical. Same guy who did Paddington. So if you're uh, uh, on the fence about it, don't be. Obviously, it's a musical. So know that uh it wasn't very advertised so much as that but um immediately timothy chalamet is singing as he's getting off a boat so you know it's a musical has songs that push the plot forward uh very awesome and i yeah can't recommend it enough i think uh more than anything knowing that it's the paddington guy doing it makes me want to see it like more than chalamet more than it being a wonka thing the fact that it's the paddington dude is like a I will see it probably just from that. Good. It's that sensibility. It's 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 sweet but not saccharine. It's it's uh the the songs are very charming and catchy. Um and I, I think I mentioned before maybe on the on the uh Patreon app, but it's not like an origin of the Gene Wilder Wonka, because I do think it'd be funny if after everything that happens in this movie, he's like, Fuck, I fucking hate kids. <laughs> Uh, when he's, you know, clearly helping and trying, you know, yeah. engaging with younger people. Um, so it's its own thing, but I think that's a good thing about it. And you might say, well, why, you know, why do that? We have the great Gene Wilder version. We have some other version that I think is lost to time. Uh, who knows who made it and who started <laughs> it. But um, and I, I'm the first person to go. Why, you know, why go back to the well on this? There's. There's worse movies that need a remake or need something to be improved to, you know, and merit 
uh, something like this, but it's it's good stuff. And it's, um, yeah, I, I hope people keep checking it out. So I'm sure it'll be in theaters for a little bit longer yet, but uh, highly recommend. Nice. I hope, the, and, uh, I hope that's movies I've seen. I hope the Paddington guy actually goes back and remakes Rebel Moon. I think that's one that could use it. <laughs> oh, please. Yeah, it needs to be a musical, honestly, is what it could use. <laughs> I hope oh, yeah, J- yeah. I hope JJ gets Rebel Moon Part Two and then uh... <laughs> and then followed up by Ryan yeah Ryan J RJ uh, yeah I think that would that would work RJ and uh, JJ I I made an orange pomander do you know what a pomander is you I... stick cloves in an orange <laughs> oh I've seen I've seen that yeah yeah uh, I made one of those called Timothy Chalamet because it had a chain on. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's pretty great. I'll just say that uh, and then move on. Uh, I watched The Kingdom of Dreams and Madness, which is a documentary about uh, Hayao Miyazaki and mm. Ghibli. Um, and when he was making his last movie before retirement, The uh, Wind Rises. Wind Rises. Yeah. And it was pretty interesting and i think that's where if you've seen the uh like comparison of him to to junji ito and he's like just talking about how how terrible the world is and everything a lot of those quotes are from this documentary mm-hmm. and um although they're they're completely taken out of context like he is i think a cynic about things but also you know uh loves the world and i, I think most cyn- cynics do love the world as mm-hmm. it could be and hate the world as it is yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, but he also seems like a bit of a hard ass. There's like, I feel like there's some pretty damning stuff from some of his animators about like, there's especially one that just talks about, uh, there were a lot of talented people who work, who used to work here and quit like this job was no good for them like it really like they had to leave it was probably good that they left and it had nothing to do with their talent level it just wasn't good like nothing they did was good enough for him and so it was like really damn. damn and basically like if you are like if you have any self-worth almost i i don't know the exact words that she said but basically like if you value the person you are right now do not come here as an animator damn (laughs) that's that's interesting i'm not definitely i have not seen this i'm not trying to excuse his behavior but it seems like he does have a a a very obvious level of perfectionism and sort of skill that he demands and like you said it's not even that they're not skilled it's that that there's a certain vision he has that he wants them to adhere to so I think there's. Oh, do we have? Yeah, it's it, this is All Roberts. Right. This is Roberts. It's not you, Max. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, we completely I fixed mine. Robert, Robert. Robert's still fucking it up. Some. Oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Robert. So oh no. Robert. Yeah, hopefully, am, I, am I messing up? You are. We lost you for a full like twenty-five seconds. I just, I just got a connection unstable. Yeah, you just this got might be it? bad. Yeah, I would go uh, plug yourself in if you can. Okay. If if well, uh, I'll let you keep talking about your shit, and I'll try and plug in. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, I do think he definitely uh, applies the uh, perfectionism to himself, but I think he does a little too much to his animators, mm-hmm. especially considering you know what they're working on, and I'm sure what they're doing is good. And also, it is kind of his vision that they have to follow. There's one another 
animator who's like working on drawing a plane mm-hmm. and uh and like he keeps getting his stuff rejected and it's because Hayao Miyazaki wants it to look the way he's imagining it in his head and he's given this task to the animator because he's been unable to do it himself mm-hmm. essentially and the animator's basically like he wants this thing that is not how this plane would would move it's just kind of how he imagines right him wanting it to move mm-hmm. uh but there were a lot of things that i did relate to also like that uh Hayao Miyazaki is very anti-war mm-hmm. but uh like finds himself into some of the like visuals and spectacle of of like p- ships and planes and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not I mean, really we just, like we into just ships. we just watch Howl's Moving Castle, which has a big subplot of like two nations going to war with each other. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, anti-war. I think it's mm-hmm. the only way to go. Yeah, I, <laughs> but, I agree. I think it's a a very weird. I would imagine most normal human beings feel bad about war. Yeah. Yeah, and then you've got the the fucking freaks in charge that are somehow they're, into it. Well, they're they're war profiteers. I mean, it's just like that's yeah. just yeah, people make money off of it. They've got to be somewhat into it, right? In order for it to like, it can't just be this is profitable. It's got to be something more, right? I, don't I mean, know. you'd think so. I I mean, I I don't know. I think you got to build a, a personality around it, and then also the people who don't profit from it but support it, who are like involved in it. I don't know. It, it it all confuses me. But anyway, that's not really, not really the point of this documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it's an interesting one. It's neat to see the Ghibli studio. It has vines that grow up like on the side. Cool. Looks really cool and everything. And then to see Hayao Miyazaki just shuffling around inside and like still drawing and and like doing all the storyboards himself and and stuff. There's a. I it's, mean, I think like. There ha- it has to be tough, and I'm not I'm not sympathizing with him, and I'm not defending his actions. But like, when you are lauded as like such a genius for such a long time, and like your hit your hit record is like so high mm-hmm. that like somebody who's hired on as an animator trying to tell you what they think the plane should look <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. I, it must be difficult to not see yourself like how other people are like construing you to be because like you're this such a, a successful filmmaker and animation, you know, animator that like the idea that somebody thinks that your ideas are wrong must be like just so hard to take when you are at such a level of success that he is that like he's, you know, basically can print money in terms of like making animated movies. Right. Yeah. But then you also got to assume that the people who made it into his group that he chose right. to hire, right. you know, would also have good ideas he, too. That he should have some trust in, yes, in that and the fact that he's bringing them on. Um, I missed what you were talking about, but wrong. Oh no. <laughs> Dang it. Missed the mark on that one. <laughs> it's also oh, funny. I, oh, I think you watched, Oh, you watched that thing. I think you, you interpreted it wrong. Ah, wrong. I see. I see. Yes. Yeah. Still, yeah, yeah. We're actually still talking about the same one. Still talking about me as, Oh, per, Oh, Oh, good. Yeah. I yeah, assumed, definitely I wrong. assumed, but I always assume correctly. So it's not a big deal. <laughs> it's uh, also apologies about the technical difficulty. Good, I hope I'm better now. Uh, there's also another director. So the, the movie isn't just about him. It's also about like one of the producers, I think that's who basically comes in and it's funny. He's like, the, so there's, 
a director there's Miyazaki directing this movie there's another director and I forget his name directing uh, a different movie like the princess something or other um another Ghibli film but not a Miyazaki film and he like he was the guy who found Miyazaki and and like brought him over to Ghibli I think uh or took him under his wing when he be- came into Ghibli or something like that but then like Miyazaki just spends the whole movie kind of shit talking him and saying like oh he's not even trying to finish this movie and he lost his touch a long time ago and all of this other stuff that's hella Damn. cool and uh and then when they bring the other guy in to say stuff about Miyazaki, it's just like, oh yeah, it's amazing what he can do. <laughs> My like, God damn it. Miyazaki, you little shithead. But I mean, his stuff is good. His mm-hmm. stuff's really good, but I, I don't think it really excuses being a complete no, asshole. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, there are tortured geniuses and it's, it's frustrating for sure. Like it would be, I mean, the one I always think about are those people who like show kind of an AI sort of like presentation about like this sort of like, thing moving on a screen and Miyazaki is like has his head in his hands and is like what you've made is soulless and like there's not a human behind it and like you should be ashamed and they're just like just completely fucking destroying someone's soul which is not (laughs) generally a great thing to do uh and it seems like you know their heart was in the right place but uh but generally fuck AI and and I I understand why he was upset it's I guess the main thing is like if you thought you were going to show Heo Miyazaki something that that wasn't human created essentially and enjoy it I I don't know what to tell you <laughs> like I don't know what you thought you were gonna hear yeah but speaking of AI that's a pretty good transition wow. to the next movie I watched you watched AI by I Steven watched Spielberg AI. and Stanley Kubrick <laughs> I watched the creator which has oh a, yeah yeah a robotic child that um is being hunted by the humans who have abandoned AI after uh, a nuclear war, not a nuclear war, a nuclear bomb was, was set off. Um, and it's a pretty good movie. It's aesthetically very nice to look at. It's got some good performances. Uh, it has a weird thing where it basically has the humans in the West and then all of Asia has become one thing and ev- nearly everyone is a robot over there. But basically like uh, New Asia, I think, or maybe it's Neo-Asia, whatever they call it, it has like not gotten rid of AI, has not like decided that AI is terrible and continue I, to have robots. Can I ask you a question? Because I don't, I do sure. want to watch this, so I don't know if I want, you, oh. you can not spoil it if you want, but like, is there any sort of elaboration? Like you're saying Asia has... Are people integrating, they're becoming like cyborgs or these are like new organisms or something? There's only, there's not really humans over there, you're saying? Does that mean they there, like- There are some humans. Or? There are some humans, but for the most part, because I think they want to have this dichotomy of like this place has robots and this place this doesn't. This place doesn't, so, sure. Yeah, that most of the- Or like humanity, people who wanted to stay human moved over there or like, are, are they we, it, humans that the become- things. It's cybernetic not, or is it's, it a fully... no it's more like you can take your consciousness and put it into an, oh, oh okay okay into an ai or but it's kind of like duplicating it you can but you can read your brain scans and then create an ai it's, from it's that. making a copy of you it. that's cybernetic but yeah up to you whether you decide if that's actually your yeah consciousness or whatever or or you can just have your i think your likeness uh out there i think there are, are like multiples of certain people that are out there they don't fully explain everything but it's basically just it's okay to be 
I mean, that's me with like Fungo Pop. Like I've got my likeness out there and I basically exist in that form. So that's good for me. It's just like that. That's pretty much yeah. what the movie I think was going. For. I mean, all of us, we have the gentleman overlords Fungo Pops. Sure. I think Andrew, yeah. you're about yeah. to drop the, they'll be in the show notes, the link for that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause also like what a timely reference, like Funko just at the tip of everybody's pop culture tongues. It's doing really well. <laughs> I mean, you joke, but I think it is. Well, didn't they? But also, they, it's not at the height. Of yeah. Thing. Didn't they but, shut her down? They're like Everett, the Everett plant or something like that. They're like, ah, fuck. We need like we we ran out of movies and shows. I think we go for like obscure podcasts. Maybe <laughs> would, be good. would be like a profitable thing. Uh, they were originally the people who were, I think, working on lego or something lego video games we're gonna maybe switch over to funko or we're trying to get something from funko and it it fell through but that would have been a whole whole new ball game oh like funko there would have been like funko video games yeah basically like instead of lego like batman LEGO, it would have been like funko yeah, LEGO batman. batman lego star wars you'd have funko everything right access to every single property that you want because there already is a funko version of it mm-hmm. funko rebel moon yes <laughs> Let me add it. <laughs> Brought to you by Paddington. Uh, but anyway, the creator is kind of weird because like everyone in Neo-Asia speaks whatever language they speak and then everyone else in Neo-Asia understands it regardless. Like they do have, I think, some ability to, they have like an actual physical thing in their hand that will translate something after you say it, it will read it back to you in whatever language you have it programmed to do. So they're using that. Sure. I don't know if that stuff happens automatically if you are a robot yourself, but uh, it just seems a little bit weird that like they, they don't really cover that. Everyone just speaks whatever language the actor happens to know. And then everyone else around who is like, from a completely different part of Asia, understands a different language. It's kind of like just Star Wars, how like most people yeah. just seem to know everyone's like they can they can talk to droids, but they can also talk yeah. to Chewbacca, and they can also sort of whatever. It's a little easier to swallow when it's not like based so much on the real world. I think. Yeah, because it does seem like, and again, not having seen it, it seems like, what if in our current future this sort of happens? So it feels very mm-hmm. real and grounded, mm-hmm. and then it's like. But also, everyone just knows how to talk to everyone. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I get that. But it's also pretty fun. It's got Gemma Chan and it's got, uh, what, Jason David Washington? Is that his name? Uh, or is it John David Washington? Or why am I spacing on his be. name? Ah, uh, why am I spacing but on his name? But he's a good actor. He was in, um, he was in uh, fucking Christopher Nolan's Time. Tenet. Time. Tenet. 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 John David Washington, you John are John David Washington, thanks so much. Yes, he's Thank very, I really enjoy him. Yeah, he does a good job. Um, yeah, anyways, watch that one. Also watched Ongbak, went back and watched the Thai martial arts movie Ongbak with Tony Ja. Hell yeah. Uh, they steal the elephant. The, in this one, they don't steal the elephant. They oh, steal, what? I think that might be the sequel or it might oh. be the protector. I forget. Oh, they steal like artifacts or something from their village? Or... Yeah, they have a statue Yes, Ongbok, I think, which is like a, a deity that they're praying to or something like that. Yes, and yes, yes. Uh, they steal the head of that artifact, and he goes back to collect it uh, because their water is running dry, and they need to they need to have like they need to have this 
deity back and he ends up uh like elbowing a lot of people in the head which man i I remember that style of fighting where it's a lot of knees and elbows it looks so painful i remember the knee from like the the flying knee from across the room but i didn't remember as much the elbows into the top of the head to break your spinal column Uh uh-huh there, there are they're so like many Mortal Kombat, like X-ray fatalities. <laughs> like, exactly. They're just like insane, it, like, and then just like, just it like really breaks. feels like that. And and you're looking at it, and you're like, there's no way that the stunt person like, survived, absorbed that. Like they, that's just physical harm. And like, it's like that. if like if one of us, you know, like I bumped, I like kind of lost my balance and like bumped into like a wall the other day. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have like a big bruise on my like thigh. <laughs> And the idea that, like, if someone did that, I would just, like, I would have flowers would appear in my hand and I would fall down, like, into a coffin (laughs) immediately. Like, just, like... My wife, the other day, I was telling her about this, like, wrestler's story that they told this year about this guy who, like, got to, like, basically live out his childhood dream. Iron Claw, hell yeah. And, yeah, Iron Claw, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, that that wrestler's dream. Um, Everything he wanted happened exactly how he wanted. Anyway, continue. (laughs) yeah um so she was like would you ever want to do that and i was like i don't think you remember like two years ago when i bent over to pick up something at target and threw my back out like <laughs> it it is not oh happening my. it's not happening for me like i was just like any idea that i ever had of like maybe trying wrestling one day was just like as soon as i did that i was like you know what that's not for me i feel like if I, at this point if i was a ref and i like you know drop down to the mat yeah to, i could that would hurt that might hurt me yeah like i might be out <laughs> So even that, I'm not sure it could happen. But don't give up on your dream, and I think you could at least, it's you know, uh, do they have never, water boys? It's never too late. Something like never that. Too late. Not my dream, but thank you. <laughs> oh, You're no. back with it. If you were, if you built up to it, I'm sure you could do, uh, you know, a little frog splash without breaking your back. Even, yeah, you could do one though. like off the cage through like a barbed wire uh, picnic table. Yeah, I'm just saying. You. Probably you were having a, a rough week leading up to that target thing. I'm saying if you were building up, I bet you would. Oh, I bet sure, you could do but I'm not, wrestling. I don't have any, I don't want to do that is the thing. Ah, so thank you. I understand but. that. Yeah. I don't want uh, thumbtacks in my forehead and uh, yeah. cheese grater to the, yeah, look. Anyway, I also watched Happiest Season. Have you heard of that? Yeah, The Happiest Season. I have, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, then I guess I don't need to describe it. Just kidding <laughs> for our listeners. <laughs> uh, directed, was that Clea Duvall? Did That's, she direct yeah. that? That's a good question. It's very possible. Mm-hmm. Drew, Kristen, I think you know. Kristen Stewart and uh, yeah. Mackenzie Davis. Yeah, that's Mackenzie Clea. Davis, yes. Yep, from Station Eleven. Mm-hmm. Correct. And, it, and it's got uh, uh, the Levy kid. The Levy? Oh, uh, Dan Levy. Dan Levy? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was... I liked it. Was it was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. For for a Christmas movie, I think that they do a pretty good job with it. Mm-hmm. So the story is Kristen Stewart and uh, what was her name? Mackenzie, Mackenzie Davis. Davis. Mackenzie Davis are dating and go back to uh, Mackenzie Davis's family. Uh, and, and then she reveals on the way there that uh, her parents don't know that she's gay and they both have to pretend that they're not only not in a relationship together, but that uh, Kristen Stewart is is not gay mm-hmm. and uh and then it's a wild family romp from there with also aubrey plaza and um who's the other sister mary holland mary holland mary holland and was there 
There might be another oh, one, yeah, but yeah. I haven't I haven't seen it. So I don't Aubrey know. Plaza was not a sister. She's That's not right. a sister. Aubrey yeah. Plaza is an ex. Does she have sort of a snotty sort of demeanor a little bit? She was a, I mean, maybe a little bit, but I, I feel hey, like okay, she was a little bit <laughs> a little bit different in this one. Also, Kristen Stewart did better than uh, I uh, had anticipated. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, like I haven't seen much of her that i that i truly enjoyed but also i haven't like gone out and seen most most of her work was it allison brie was the other sister that's right allison brie oh okay right uh yeah so like pretty pretty star studded cast Mm -hmm. it was a fun fun one uh i also watched fremont which was a black and white little square uh arty thing with the um, the most famous actor in it i think would be the guy from the bear um but it's about um an afghan translator during the war who like then goes like basically has to get away from that and goes to make fortune cookies in the u.s and uh yeah it's very slow and uh it does that arty thing of like people will say some big heavy thing and you just kind of like stare into the distance and that's your response, uh, which I don't always love, but I thought that goes sometimes though. <laughs> it's like, you don't want to come up with something clever enough as a response that you just have them kind of like, you have to fill in your own reaction. Sure. But it also feels almost like more feel. realistic. Sometimes you just don't know what you're going to. I, I don't think so. I don't know. I feel like, long i i feel like it's more awkward to like say something weird feel obligated to say something weird (laughs) and robert's trying the awkward stare but it's 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 not even it's like and that that really played for the audio listeners (laughs) yeah they they were really loving it and they the difference between what you go 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 keep it (laughs) they could really tell Uh, i i i totally get what you're saying i understand but yeah, but but I enjoyed it uh, by the end of it. I think there's enough in there that's that's interesting uh, that I liked it. Mm-hmm. I watched Scrooge also Scrooged. Oh, yeah. I watched the, that, too, for uh, right around the Christmas holiday, whatever that holiday is. I didn't mention it. Uh, well, I didn't want to, but now you brought it up and <laughs> I'm outing myself. So uh, Bill Bill Murray. Uh, going through the uh, old Charles Dickens tales, uh, kind of. He's what he's like a TV producer, TV executive, yeah. And and uh, fun because like the, the tale exists, so it's not like he's experiencing it and like what the hell this is crazy. It's like he knows that this is a story in his universe. So mm-hmm. he's creating a, a TV show, a live TV show of it at the time that he's being. That's got a great intro it. too, yeah. where like Santa comes under attack, like people are shooting <laughs> rockets at the North Pole and stuff. Hey, it sounds like it was... uh, sounds like today's war on Christmas. You know? Oh my god! Of course, <laughs> they can't even spell my f- name, Robert, on the cup. God, come on! <laughs> uh, I thought there were some, there were a couple problematic things about it, but overall, a pretty fun romp. It sucks that he he kisses that like showgirl the like line dancer showgirl at the end. And then it's like, and by the way, ex-girlfriend, I love you and come here and smooch me. It's like, why didn't you just not kiss the other girl? Like if you're going to get back together, that's such a weird thing to do. She's like off frame, like, uh, uh, like. 
Uh, yeah, overall, I would, I would say it's pretty decent, though. No, it I is. I think uh, Bill, Murray, Bill Murray does a decent job in that one. Real what? Who? Real the Grill, real Murray. Grill Murray. Oh, Grill Murray. At, at the real Murray. <laughs> um, I also watched Marcel the Shell with shoes on, ah. which was a cute one. And that's all I have to say about it. It was cute. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, do, I do want to see it, so I was I was going to interrupt you and tell me not to not tell me. Man, about it. should I yeah, say I, this? I my I have not seen it. I've seen some of the shorts and stuff. My my hot take is I really I'm not super keen on the voice, so I feel like I might just like not be able to watch the movie because I know that's a huge part of it. But it is a huge part of it. I if, think if, I know if, it's cute. Do you find I, it grating, or do you, are you just not too into it? Kind of, almost like maybe like almost like maybe that's a problem. Is I feel like I can watch a smaller amount of Marcel the Shell, but I I feel like a movie length might I be too much. I wonder if it's like you know the I don't think the MacGruber sketches are very funny, but I think the MacGruber movie is so funny. That is sort of like miraculous, though, right? Yeah. Like that they sort of stretch, and it's like that's happened with a few SNL movies where they take a concept and they actually make it into a story somehow. Um, but I don't know. I I I want to give it a shot because I don't I don't dislike it. It's just I saw the trailer and I was like, I'm trying to picture the whole movie, and I don't know if I could do it. I think you'll know fairly early on if you're gonna like it or not. Okay. So I would give it a shot and then put okay. it down if you don't like it. And then, uh, yeah, I remember you talking about Godzilla minus one. So I went out and watched uh, what's usually what's typically considered to be the best Godzilla movie called All Monsters Attack. And what? <laughs> <laughs> I I really thought for a second you said you went and saw Godzilla minus one. I was like, wow, all right. <laughs> no. I, I see, don't. What I, is this? I could see so, the buildup on Robert's face, and I, I I somehow knew Max had not seen this, so I was like, I cannot wait for. All Monsters Attack is about uh, a kid in Japan who's a big fan of Godzilla. Say no more. All the Godzilla monsters. He's an elementary okay. school student. He's uh, having trouble with some bullies. And Godzilla he... shows up to take care of the bullies. Yeah. I wish someone. I wish a giant lizard would destroy this city. Come with me. It's <laughs> just like <laughs> cashmere. Yeah. Uh, and Cisco's uh, the thong dragon, song. and the thong song, yeah. <laughs> and for some reason, that song also plays, <laughs> yeah, baby. But this kid uh, is kind of like daydreaming the whole time about going to Monster Island, where Godzilla fights all the monsters, and has a child named Minila. Godzilla, Wait, has Godzilla, a, has yeah. Godzilla, Godzilla has a child. The child is a child. Godzilla has a child. Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. And in Minila, my fantasy, I, would... I even have a little, a littler baby, <laughs> kind of. No, this this young Godzilla named Minila, who like <laughs> Minila. has uh, he he has a more human face. He doesn't have the elongated Ooh, neck. Oh, I don't it, like it that. Is, it's disgusting and cartoony and horrific and it's the reason i watched this one because that was like <laughs> what in the world that was the, that was the thumbnail on on uh max formerly wow. hbo max your and, app yeah my app the app that i put out you're like why did i pick this thumbnail this is a weird little freak oh i better watch it <laughs> but it's it's pretty fantastic uh so when was what year this 
Uh, 69, I believe. Oh, it, oh, wow. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, I think Somewhere I know. I think I, I think I know how many low was created. <laughs> ah, so it's a private <laughs> island. All right. But this, so this creature, Godzilla's kid, can be either the size of an elementary school student or about half the size of Godzilla. It can like shrink and grow. And so like it also speaks Japanese to the kid and then grows large and makes very clearly donkey sounds for some reason whenever it's like <laughs> like so like Shrek. And in the morning, I'm making oh. waffles. Oh, Andrew, you beat <laughs> yeah. me to it. <laughs> uh exactly. Um and and rather than being able to blow the blue fire that Godzilla can, he can only blow a little like smoke ring that's oh, like oh, like Gandalf <laughs> right, that doesn't yeah. do any damage whatsoever. And it like they have a great effect where he's fighting off the uh, monster that has the same name as the bully, and the smoke ring goes into his face and then like floats over his head and just kind of like comes down as a necklace and then disappears and. <laughs> <laughs> It's this was this is like that's like is, a fun diss like hey Chomp, I just gave you fucking jewelry what and I just about that? yeah I just want I just want to reiterate this is the previous to Godzilla minus one this is the best Godzilla movie created I don't know if you have to put that previous to uh, Godzilla minus one tag on there I I believe it's, it's still the best one okay that it's still the goat yeah you're saying um, this is like the series that they should like start spinning off from this is the Godzilla like, of all forget time. Godzilla minus one. Yeah, I think they should have the Paddington director come back and do another Attack All Monsters and then spin it off into a, a Funko Attack production. All Monsters. And it's Wonka's Oh, and there you go, the musical. Uh, the kid also gets uh, caught up in, in his real life with these two criminals that just robbed a bank. And, the Wet and Bandits. The Wet, exactly. Crazy crossovers all around, and then they go and visit the Iron Giant uh, and some <laughs> basketball players. Player one. He says, I, "Hey, I keep telling you, I'm not a gun, but uh. hey, make me the big shooter guy in this movie." And you That'd can also cool. you can also see Minila, I think, in the background of Space Jam too, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I, think so. I think so. I do hope they keep updating that as they attain new properties. <laughs> uh, but I would definitely recommend this movie. It is a a fun a fun one. It's wow. so okay. weird. It's weird how complicated it is for what it is. Mm -hmm. But check it out. Yeah. Uh, and Andrew, what have you seen? Uh, the only movie I will report on is I did watch the Please Don't Destroy movie, The Treasure of Foggy Mountain. And oh, what do you think? I So I read a letterbox review of it that I think was very, uh, surmised the movie pretty well, which was about one out of, out of every five jokes really is – one out of every five jokes lands, but when they land, they really land. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, yeah, that's that's about right. Like, it's got about a 20% hit rate, but the hits are good. Like, not every joke is good, but the good jokes are really good. Sure. I would, I, if I was being gracious, I would say, like, there's also jokes that are not the best, but they're, like, funny, but they're not, like, I'm not cackling about them. So, yeah. like. I would say that there's there's somewhere in between where they're also hitting a few things, just maybe not uh, uproarious or yeah, anything. There's but. also like a good portion of the movie that I think is, um, and I forget the actor's name, but she's in, uh, she's in, um, oh my God, why can't you think of the show? The uh, Gene Smart show. Oh, uh, uh, Hasbins or, or not Hasbins? Axe. Uh, yeah, the uh, the woman who plays like the kind of ditzy assistant. 
mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. um, is in P- the Please Don't Destroy movie, and I think she's really funny in it. Wait, she's, who is she? One of the Park Rangers? She's the one who's in love with John. Yeah. Oh, I thought she was really funny. Yeah, she's super funny I, in it. When like she initially says like, "Hey, those guys are going over the fridge," she's like, "I'm not thinking about him." Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah, she's very funny in it. But yeah, I, I liked her. She was good. She 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 did a lot with the you know relatively small small emoji. Yes. Yeah, so. so like, and the cameos Hannah, are the cameos are Hannah, fun. Oh, sorry. Hannah, yeah, I, Hannah Einbinder. Hannah Einbinder. Thank you so much. Yes. You're welcome. So she's really funny. The cameos are fun. Bowen Yang plays like a really fun character in it. So mm-hmm. it's it's fun. It was worth the time that I spent watching it. But it was not like a. I was I was hoping for like a stone cold comedy classic, and it was it was fun. Yeah, it's it's hard not to compare it to uh, Lonely Island stuff or yeah. like Barb and Star, and it didn't reach those heights for me. Um, but I, I hope that it doesn't prevent them from doing another project yeah, or something. Cause I, I think they can nail something. I think maybe, maybe they collab with someone or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I, th- I really think hot rod is very funny, but I think that's also maybe a movie that doesn't hit for everybody. And sure. so like, I could, see it's comparable it, more to that. I could see it being their hot rod and like, you know, they would go on. I mean, hot rod, I think is less funny than pop star for instance. Sure. And like, it took them a couple of years to really get the kind of cachet to make that movie. So maybe it's just a couple more years until the please don't destroy guys got their, get their own pop star. Who knows? I always think about, um, when like his DJ, like basically he's like, I don't have to do anything anymore. I just like press play uh-huh. for Connor's shows. And then he's like, and I can also listen to like my audiobooks, And it's like, Harry had never seen such a banquet before in his entire <laughs> life. He's like, Harry P <laughs> playing it over a stadium. listening to his audio book. Yeah. Uh, let's get going on some TV shows we've seen. TV shows we've seen. <laughs> we've seen. Uh, Robert, what have you seen? I will make it quick. I have not watched a ton of TV in the new year, um, except for Reacher. Uh, Reacher is back, season two, bigger than ever. Uh, I can't tell also if it ended on six episodes because I'm. Or, or we're catching up quick enough that you just rest haven't come out. But uh, enjoying it, I think we're up to episode four. He is indeed large, and uh, that helps him conquer a lot of uh, <laughs> obstacles. He is indeed large. <clears throat> um, there is a lot of intrigue of, I don't want to say too much, but like his his old you know, uh, special investigators team that he got together is in danger. Uh, And at the very beginning of the first episode, one of the members is thrown out of a helicopter and like lands in a forest and dies. And it all kind of spins off from there. But um, good stuff. I don't know. I I, I really enjoy it, even though it's sort of got its own certain corniness. Mm -hmm. It's it's, uh, enjoyable. Yeah. So, Max. Yeah. Uh, I I watched Slow Horses season three. Uh, Ooh. Didn't hear about this. Yeah. And, uh, I think I, I talked about it a little bit on mm-hmm. the uh, on the, best the bonus episode, but yeah, the best of the bonus. I don't think I explained at all what it was, but I've, I've talked about it before, but it's basically like uh, this MI5 group that uh, is like British CIA, um, but they are like the worst of the bunch. They've kind of been sent to this place called Slough House because they did something wrong and uh, they're, they're, still kept on as agents but like given the shittiest tasks the shit tasks yeah and then like hoping that they'll kind of just retire themselves so they don't have to kick them out Mm -hmm. um but like they 
keep getting involved in um in like the the biggest stuff going on um and it's it's really good i like it it's got gary oldman and um a bunch of british folks uh and yeah i i would say that it's well written it's exciting it's a fun time it's got characters that you you know both love and hate that are all you know kind of uh dumpster fires and uh but also lovable Mm -hmm. for the most part uh and i recommend it cool um i also watched a lot of single episodes i watched totally completely fine which is a story about a person who inherits a uh a house from their uncle and from their grandfather i think so their their parents died uh, they were raised by their grandfather, th- three kids. Their parents die, uh, raised by their grandfather. She gets a house, his house, and uh, everyone is kind of, or one of the brothers is really upset about that because he thinks he should deserve it. He thinks that she's kind of a fuck up. She also thinks she's a fuck up. Um, and then it turns out that this house is on a cliff and everyone goes there to commit suicide and that she like stops someone who's trying to do that after like after she runs away from a wedding she's kind of like hey it's not worth it don't don't jump and then she finds out that that was kind of the intention of her uh grandfather giving it to her uh is because like he thinks that it's something that would be good for her to to be doing that kind of thing and he was doing the same thing stopping people and he was trying to build a pergola uh pergola i don't know how it's pronounced these people are also in new zealand so who knows mm-hmm. uh how it's actually supposed to be pronounced uh, well, what, wait, what is it again because i think it's pergola but what is per- that pergola yeah so they're they're building like a place for people to uh to stop before they go to the cliff and think about things yes um, yeah i believe that's how it's pronounced but i don't know yeah yeah i just call it a pergy you know <laughs> just to be safe um but yeah i watched an episode of that it's pretty good um and we'll probably watch more, but just don't have a ton of time. Watch Dark Winds, which uh, is a based on a Tony Heller, Hillerman book series uh, about like uh, tribal police uh, that are solving a, a mystery back. I think it's in the seventies or something like that. Um, and it stars uh, Biggs from Reservation Dogs, which. I forgot to mention in my best of Reservation Dogs, I think had third season in 2023, final season. And uh, it was amazing. Uh, and I should have mentioned it and, and didn't. So if you haven't seen Reservation Dogs, go and check it out. But there's a character named Big and played by Zon McLaren. And he's kind of like the the main guy in, in Dark Winds. And it's, I think, produced by George R.R. R. Martin, but I don't know if he has anything to do with the writing or anything like that. It's weird to see his name in the title. Mm-hmm. Like only producing or something? Yeah, like executive producing. I think His name came up a couple of times. I don't remember exactly uh, what he was doing, what his involvement is, but he didn't write the books originally. Um, but yeah, the episode I saw was pretty good. Again, like... I haven't watched another one, not because it wasn't good, but just because of time. Um, and then Cursed, 
I watched, which is uh, Emma Stone and Nathan Fielder oh, yeah. and Benny Safdie. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a couple that um, is gentrifying a neighborhood and uh, kind of making ex- excuses for it. Mm-hmm. And like, just think, think, I think genuinely thinking most of the time that they're doing good, that they're like improving the place. It, I mean, it's like, it's a couple that does the like, tries to go viral by like giving a homeless person a hundred dollars and then get taking the money back. Yeah. 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 And that's uh, when, when they become cursed. Uh, I had like, I've only seen the first episode. I honestly don't know if I'll continue it. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit like weirdly raunchy. Have you seen it? No, I've seen, I saw the trailer for it, but I haven't seen it. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'll continue, but, yeah probably not with all you know if i don't have time for the other ones that i'm like enjoying probably a little bit more there were some good uh, like i like some of the stuff that they're bringing up but it's like mixed with the stuff that i'm not as into Mm -hmm. um and then what else oh i watched another single episode of what if where um where uh what's her name uh i keep thinking nova it's not nova she joins the nova corpse core (laughs) <laughs> who's who are you uh, nebula nebula oh, okay. starts with n that's why it was like confusing me nebula joins the nova Corps okay and solves a mystery that's cool yeah it was pretty fun uh i kind of remember what if mm-hmm. <laughs> good <laughs> <laughs> I, it's not like not on par with loki but also like not at the level of uh Some of secret the... invasion yeah. so i actually <laughs> enjoyed the episode that i watched yeah yeah, but that's it for uh, for TV shows. How about you, Andrew? Uh, we reignited our Apple TV subscription, so I've got a lot of slow horses, slow horses. and a, there's a lot of sci-fi stuff that I'd like to check out, but we have been binging uh, Ted Lasso season three. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of what you watch when you, uh, when it's you a good, get an Apple TV subscription. It's a, good, it's a good show for me and my wife. Who, like, it's it sort of meets both of our sensibilities versus like oh, I think a lot of the sci-fi stuff and like severance and stuff kind of leans more my taste versus hers so I will binge all that stuff separate but she's had the last couple of weeks off of work so this has been a good time for us to catch up on our our TV so yeah Ted Lasso we're almost I think we're halfway through this the third season but it's good I mean I like the show i'm not a huge fan of sedagus so it's kind of mm-hmm. rare for me to really like something he's in but he's good in it it's very sweet i think we just got done with the episode where they're in amsterdam amsterdam which i think was a great episode i always like when episodes or shows kind of like break from the norm and do something different so um yeah i liked it i like it yeah. i think it's so far a good season and I really like the journey that old uh, Jamie Tart has been on. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's a good character. Um, yeah, but that's it for me for TV, guys. Let's talk about the movie we watched for this week from the Fairley Brothers, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> That's right, Dumb and Dumber starring Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey. Um, 
not streaming anywhere, guys, but I did. Wait, was it not? No, it was not for me. I had to pull out my DVD of it. Wow. <laughs> and watch it on my PS4. I apologize. I, I didn't I didn't realize it I, might, I'm sorry. It might have it might have been when you picked it and we just have taken a couple oh, weeks to get to it. Oh, the crossover from the new year, maybe? Um, So it's it's possible that it was streaming at some point. They're but... fucking banning it? God. Yeah, <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, So before we talk about the movie, would you guys recommend people either pay the rental price or dig up their DVDs of Dumb and Dumber and watch it? I mean, I'm, I, I picked it, so I, I'm a little bit biased, but I think it's so funny. I think, obviously, there's some problematic stuff because you know just based on the time it was made but i still find it very silly and i think like the jokes per minute is just so high it's just insane just these two guys bouncing off each other mm-hmm. uh also i've mentioned a million times before but jeff daniels kind of matching jim carrey is very impressive i think mm-hmm. they're both dumb in splendid ways and yes i would very much recommend people watch yeah. it max I I don't think I would I don't think I would recommend it <laughs> at this point. Uh no, I would say no. <laughs> I I wasn't a big Jim Carrey fan at the time. Mm-hmm. So I I didn't like it too much then and I don't think that it's aged particularly well. Mm. I think I would give it a soft half recommendation based on if you've seen it before. Okay. I think it's a it, it would be a I think it'd be a hard sell to somebody to see for the first time now. And that's interesting. I I wonder I mean there's got to be I should you know I'm I'm you guys know I like uh reaction videos. I should look up and see if people are watching this for the first time and then being like this is the best. This is I'm I'm so glad for them for at the time that they got to watch this yeah. or if they're like what the fuck this is weird. Um here's a here's a little fact. Do you guys know who was originally they wanted for these two roles, Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey. Oh, it feels like a real thing that there was probably a revolving. Was it only a couple people or was it just like it, two according, other people? According to the Robin Wiki- Williams again. According no, to the Wikipedia, it, it was only two other, like these two people were the only people. Listed. Oh, really? They were like the no. bigger condition. Okay. Well, who I was, I don't know. True because what I read was they offered the role to hundreds of people and like were rejected. I mean, really bad comedians too. And they were like, they won't even take it. Yeah. It's like, not, yeah, like not even all comedians, but the thing that I saw said that they were, sh- they shopped this movie around so long and could not ha- get any interesting. Oh, okay. And they even said, you know, like, Hey, we'll do it. There was some company who said, we'll do it if you can get one of the actors on this list. Uh, I don't know if it's 50 or 100, but all of them passed on it. Well, the the two that were that the original filmmakers or maybe even the Fairley brothers had in mind were Gary Oldman and Nick (laughs) Cage. Did they say what roles or just in general? Uh, Well, I think Nick Cage was in talks to play uh, Harry. Harry, okay, and like Harry Lloyd, and so original, like Jeff Daniels. So I, I guess the the money discrepancy between Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels is astronomical for this movie. Like Jim Carrey got paid seven That's million. That's so do- annoying. It got he got paid seven million dollars for this, and Jeff Daniels made fifty thousand dollars. That is so fucked and up. And it's because it's because this is what I read that they didn't really want Jeff Daniels to do the movie and Jeff Daniels's agent didn't want him to do the movie because he thought it was going to kill his career. And Jeff Daniels really wanted to do the movie. And so there's, yeah, this like a- 
astronomical pay differential between the two mains. I mean, obviously, there's even worse uh, conditions when it comes to, you know, women and, you know, people of color in movies and stuff, too. But that's just because, like I said, I feel like in not the same way, but in different ways, he is matching him comedically. And it's Jim fucking Carrey. And whatever you think about him, he was a huge comedy person at that time. Or or was this more of his... kind of this would like this came out sending not, him off not that long after ace ventura so this is writing okay. this is writing the so way he's, he's grounded in there yeah. Yeah. so it is just like annoying to me that like whatever i don't know it, it the whole industry is fucked up but it's like pay him because he's doing a good job and like he's that's that's what's making yeah. the movie work is these two idiots bouncing off also, of each other I at least for think, me i mean this movie is cartoony in so many places that like these are oh, two yeah. people that would be dead within five minutes but there's something to jim carrey and jeff daniels is like sincerity in their acting in a lot of scenes that are just like these it it does make them feel like again even though they shouldn't be able to get a driver's license they shouldn't be able to land jobs. They shouldn't be able. There's so many things that these two guys should not be able to do based on how <laughs> that, stupid they are. That's a good point. Um, yeah, it's like, how do they even get into the business? Like, you have a limo, you drive a limo. Like, right. how? Like, how, how did that? Um, but it's only like he's able to drive, but he can't read. Right? That's yeah. That's <laughs> another thing. <laughs> but it's there's there is some sincerity in their performances that makes yeah. it work a little bit. Like again, I think this is this would be a hard sell to somebody who's not seen the movie. And who's not kind of going into it with some like nostalgia, like Max, like I think Robert and I probably like it a little more. I I think Robert probably likes it more than I do, but like I, I can buy into it because I like the performance of Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. So I think again, sure. it doesn't, this movie doesn't work if they're both like cartoonishly stupid and also not playing it kind of sincere, sincerely too. Yeah. There's the whole speech when like, they have Barry's briefcase and they realize they like want to get out of that town. And, and Jim Carrey is like earnestly like, I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's played for laughs, like the music swelling and stuff, but it's like, they are, they are mad about their position. They're mad that they're dumb and people don't care about them. And it's, it's very funny. Max, Mm -hmm. when, when did you first ever watch this movie? Um, I, I'm not sure. I don't think I saw it in theaters or anything like that. But uh, I do believe. Okay, I your opinion doesn't it. matter. <laughs> I watched it drive-in though. Oh, really? Wow. No, I didn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, that was I, a funny I, joke. I like it. It was like Dumb and Dumber almost. I probably just watched it at a friend's house or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Robert, yeah. what what would you say are some of your favorite jokes from this? Because I know I have like my specific favorite jokes, but what are your favorite ones? I mean, there are things that don't like. Yeah, that obviously don't age well. I find like the like I don't okay, know. Man. Yeah, let's gonna, let, let me get one thing out of the way. I'm gonna get my ass canceled over here. I, let me let me get one out of the, one thing out of the way really quick. The the bottom level of like this movie, like the worst thing in the world according to this movie is being gay. So like that is mm-hmm. I I wish that in, whole thing was implying the like the uh, okay the, for for one the sea bass. The sea bass scene is so much worse than I remember it being, which is that he's going to mm-hmm. fucking, I, I'm sorry to use this word, oh. trigger warning anybody, for anybody, he's going to fucking assault him. He's going to, like, yeah, it's, it's it's like, horrifying. Like, when I was a kid, I thought he was just, like, intimidating him into a corner, 
But when you realize that his pants are down and it's just like it, he was going to do something. It's, it's also the thing of like, there's a specific graffiti that's like, yes. meet me here if you want to have sex. So yeah. there is a thing of like, if, if there hadn't been a previous interaction, it would just be like, Hey, you didn't mean to be here, but this guy's gay and also wants to have sex with you. But it's also like a guy that is mad at you. So it's like this. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole thing of like, yeah, he's also going to do this out of revenge yeah. and it's not good. It's, it's not, not good. good. There's also a joke. I mean, the joke where he, Jesus, look at the butt on that. And then, you know, Jim Carrey. Yeah. He must work out. It's just like, so the joke is, is that he's dumb for finding a man attractive. And it's like that. No. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to defend this one where he said, look at Here the butt go. on that. And he Here just saw the man's butt, which was a, like a shape. Like he was uh, like working out and he was like, he must work out. I don't think that was homophobic. I think he was just like, yeah, that guy's looking good. But, I truly. Uh, like, why else? Like, why else is the joke structure of we all know they're talking about the woman, but the dumb th- thing is that he's actually thinking about the man. And there's also the reaction that Jeff Daniels has after uh, Jim Carrey was sexually he, assaulted. He's like, wait, I was talking about the woman, but he's like, no, he was talking about the guy. I don't know. I don't, I think that's tamer than the yeah, other it's, stuff. It's but, much yeah. tamer than the other thing, but it is. I'm not going to, I'm not going to die on that hill or anything. Yeah, yeah. I just think that like that it's a stupid joke, but it, the joke is like, he wasn't like mad. He was just like, what? No, I was talking yeah. about the woman or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but that aside, I mean, it is what it, it's fairly brothers. I feel like they've done a lot, a lot look crazier and worse things in their movies. If yeah, that's, that's, any that's, that's a thing weird. When I was talking about bringing up a director who's maybe not like aged particularly well with their material is the fairly brothers. Like, I think this is, this movie is them at the height of their powers and they never, they never reached it again. But I think that's because they never evolved past this. Yeah, maybe not, maybe not uh, completely untrue. And like I said, I I won't defend anything to the death, but I think that it has slightly better sensibilities than some of their later. Yeah, I do too. Later stuff. I do too. Um, so what, what am so, I? Yeah. You you sort of asked, and we 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 got into sort of the stuff to get out of the way. There's very simple jokes and things that make me laugh, and I think about quotes all the time. I love. It's not even really a joke. He comes out of the Seven Eleven, and he there's two guys outside. And he goes, <laughs> hey. "Hey, how you doing? Big gulps, huh? Well, see you later." And like hits in the truck. I think that's very silly and funny. I think about all that all the time. I love him having two pairs of gloves on. That scene <laughs> saying, is so funny. my my hands are sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> and and Lloyd has been like, I can't feel my hands anymore, Lloyd. They're numb. Also, the whole speech of. I mean, it's right before the sincere part where he says, you know what? I'm going to go someplace warm, someplace where the beer flows like wine, where the where the women flock like the salmon of Capistrano. <laughs> I'm talking a little about a little place called Aspen. And it's like every you don't even have time to register how everything he says is He's wrong yeah. or flips a word around or whatever. And I I just love that. Yeah. I love that little bit of it. Um, but I don't know. Are you, I hope I'm not bad for having <laughs> had you guys. No, 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 no. I, I mean, like, again, <laughs> I, I, I do enjoy this movie. I, I was watching it. And I was like, I bet this is, I bet this is not to Max's taste. Like, I bet this, like, it's just like, it's not one. I mean, it, I, I would be curious though, Max, like if I, you're not have like a, a lot of fondness, but was there anything that stood out? Was there anything that you did find funny or any sort of stretch that you sort of enjoyed? It's okay if the answer is no. Um, I liked the dog truck 
and I liked when he the was, shagging wagon <laughs> when he was filling up the gas tank and oh that is you lift a leg to do it lift the leg yeah that's okay good. yeah all right you like that visual joke I um my favorite joke is the very last joke in the movie which is they are you know they've gotten everything taken oh. away from them <laughs> and they're just walking down the highway they're not sure how they're going to get home and this bus full it also of- seems like Mary and everyone was like oh you were like dumb. Like you, you fucked up, but you're also dumb, and we don't owe you anything. Right? So they're not going to fly here. them home or like yeah, help them yeah. in anyway. But you know, they're walking on this highway. Like, how are we going to get home? And this bus full of bikini-clad women shows up, and they say, "Hey, we need two guys to oil us uh, for competitions, and that we're going cross country." And Jeff Daniels goes, "Late here in luck. There's a town about three miles that way, and there you're bound to find two guys." And you know, the bus. They're like, "Okay." <laughs> the bus drives away. And then Lloyd just, Harry, do you realize what you've done? And he goes chasing after the bus. And he goes, you're going to have to excuse my friend. He's a little slow. Town's that way. And it's just like, it's such a well-structured, stupid joke. And it heightens very well. And just like. It's not like they're not horny. It's like they do want to have sex with women. but But they're also too dumb in certain situations to even realize it. If you like that joke, you can thank Jim Carrey specifically because apparently they were meant to film it both ways and Jim Carrey refused to do the other way. He was like that. There's no that it doesn't work if we get on the bus. If we yeah, if we're like, actually, this is the right thing and they get on. Yeah. And that's the ending of the movie. Thank you, Jim Carrey. Thank you. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I thought of another joke that I liked. Okay. so uh, Jim Carrey's character's name is Lloyd Christmas. Mm -hmm. Yep. And he wants to marry someone named Mary. And he's thinking about uh, the two of them together. Yeah. And he says, Merry Christmas. <laughs> that joke was great. The, the Also, the, the, <laughs> the Samsonite joke is, is very funny. Yes, you know, the, that's the suitcase good. thing. Good. I also yeah. do find the dream sequence very funny when he, you know, he's... He's with Mary. He's regaling their friends with like the worst possible jokes. Like he lights a fight on fire. Yeah, he thinks he's really funny and like everyone will like his humor. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the, I especially like the dinner scene because it's just like (laughs) he goes, they sit down and in his, in his fantasy, the waiter just starts kissing her arm. Kissing her arm. I just (laughs) like Gomez Adams. And like throws the napkin down and like, just just starts kicking people's asses like i think that mm-hmm. scene is really and, funny too and you really you really like the impression that jim carrey did the uh, d- during that uh, martial arts scene yeah <laughs> oh no yeah it's really i uh, mean it's really cool uh, I, I mean, I, uh, whatever i'm not gonna I, I bet the people in the creator would have understood what he was saying <laughs> what in the world <laughs> well i don't even know if i can respond because i haven't seen it you haven't, but... seen, you haven't seen the movie yeah He's doing he's doing very general. I don't think he's trying to be He also does a three stooges like nyah, 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 nyah. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. not like doing a language. He's just doing like sounds and yeah. shit. Anyway, I do think that's very funny. I love when he, he tears the guy's hearts out and, and puts it in a Has doggy bag. Has a doggy bag, bag yeah. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's maybe that's a good point. Like it's sort of like on the like probably their peak. And on the cusp of kind of like you can get away with this. I got to say also, you played it at the top. Oh, yeah. Where I find discussion. my heaven is a jam. The what? Where I find my heaven is a jam. Where I find my heaven. But like it is a weird but very good soundtrack mm-hmm. in my opinion. It's got a lot of stuff that even of the time period, you weren't, you weren't hearing those bands really in stuff. And it's just very odd and eclectic. And like a, a song pops up. And I feel like there's a lot of songs that I've only heard in Dumb and Dumber. 
So for me, it's kind of like, wow, I, I think I hear the song and I only think of this movie. There's not like the four other action movies that have used. There's not like every time you're going to Vietnam in the 70s, it's, you know, you're you're hearing along the watchtower or something. It's right. like there's very specific dumb and dumber uh, things like that. So it's like after they made the movie, nobody wanted to touch those songs anymore. Well, I mean, some of the, I think some specifically <laughs> some of the songs were written for the soundtrack. Like where I find my heaven is a soundtrack. Is it is specific. it a, is it a, like a from and inspired yeah. by soundtrack? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Especially That's very funny uh, to me. Mm, 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 by the Crash Test Dummies was made for the movie. No, that's it was it true. was made for. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. Okay, because I was gonna say like that's wild, and that is a great. I like that song, and it's like a pivotal moment. It's where it seems like they're splitting up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, okay, that's a great moment too. Harry, they, they split up. They're mad. Yeah, and they disappear. And he's like, "We drove half, you know, the wrong direction." He comes back with like a little, a little, you know, scooter, barely a ve- like, barely a Vespa. Yeah, and he's like, "Where'd you get that?" And he's like. Traded to a kid in the town straight up. Like I can get 30 miles a gallon this seven, hog. 70, like, 70 miles yeah, or 70, whatever. Yeah. Just when I think you can't need dumber, you go and pull something like this and totally redeem yourself. Like he's happy. They're both happy somehow that they have a worse vehicle to travel in. <laughs> uh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, well, I won't belabor it. Um, I, I sorry, Max, if, if it wasn't to your taste, uh, I have a fondness for it. It, it. That is a big, it is a big nostalgia thing for me, but it's, it's a hit rate for me. I just yeah. find the jokes very funny also, consistently throughout. I also do want to give the movie a slight bit of credit to, because the scene where Jeff Daniels is shitting is so gross, but it, it, <laughs> it, you know, like with that kind of movie in the time that it was made, that it doesn't go on 30 seconds longer shows great restraint because like, yes, the fact that like, I think like if this movie were made two years later, like when he starts to, when it starts like calm down, they would have had to go again, you know? And like, Oh, 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 oh or oh, they would oh, call back later. They would do a flashback. Right. Um, I do love the transition to Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, like, like driving, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, cackling that he did that. That was, I, so I, I don't think the joke's funny. I think it's a really gross scene, but the fact that it doesn't go more than 30 seconds, I think shows great restraint. And you, you do a, a golf clap I'm, I'm kind proud of, of the movie for only doing that amount. Why do I remember there being somebody out the window after he's like dumping it out the window? Did I don't wait, he doesn't dump movie? it out the window. He just like does like the he, air. He's he like, does. He picks up the toilet bowl and pours it out the window. Wait, what? Was I watching a different movie? You were watching you a different oh, movie. No, 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 no. There's an extended version. I own it on DVD, but I, I watched a, a different version that was, uh, I, I think I rented it maybe. I watched, maybe. Oh, I watched is it the, much worse? the theatrical cut DVD, and it is not I, in. I okay, it. I have a question. I don't know if you'll remember. When they're in the the love tub, they stop at that little motel, and they're in like the heart-shaped tub together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know this scene, mm-hmm. Max? I do. I remember In the it. extended edition... Jim Carrey has a glass to the wall. He's listening to some people having sex. That's correct. And he's like, yeah, get her. That is not in the normal version. That's oh. the one I saw. Max okay, watched so the extended, extended cut. Wow. Yeah. Wow, you I saw extended. I was watching this extended. Hey. That's a shame because I do think it is an inferior version. I think that they have like little things like that that, that take it too far. The Snyder, and like you said, Andrew, Snyder, like, you Snyder wouldn't like that, right? Dumb and Dumber, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it... The thing that you uh, so that's why you didn't them, like it. Okay, the thing oh, that you all right. Them oh, for, okay. <laughs> they actually <laughs> did 
but uh even like you rewatch you truly rewatch the regular part. version you're like oh my god this is it's the so funniest funny. fucking yeah. <laughs> i can't believe it brings me back to when i <laughs> you're just like, like this is my favorite movie time. ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's that much extended you're just like wow this has changed everything did you guys watch the uh the prequel or the sequel to this movie i've seen um, the prequel I have not seen it recently. I've not seen the sequel. So that's dumb, I think I watched dumb, the prequel because we did. Who covered it for Nerds for Real? Did we not do that for something? I've never seen it, so I couldn't. Maybe Ben talked about it or something. Yeah. But I've, I think I've seen parts of it, but I've never watched it all the way through or something. I don't remember. But yeah, the sequel's Dumb and Dumber-er when Harry met Lloyd. This, this it, is the prequel. That's the prequel. And then the, the, Se- sequel the sequel is Dumb and Dumber 2. T.O. With with Jim Carrey and yeah. uh, and Jeff Daniels again. Yes. Which was made in 2014, which seems too recent. Oh, then we couldn't have watched it for Nerds for Real because we'd stopped doing oh, Nerds yeah. for Real in like 2012. Yeah, we were canceled by then. We were canceled. <laughs> My previous remarks about yeah. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah, loving Dumb and Dumber. Um, yeah, I, I've seen the prequel. I remember not thinking it was awful when I saw it, but I bet I would not like it now. I remember thinking that the guy doing Jim Carrey was doing a much better job than the guy playing. I, uh, yeah, I think they just found a guy Lloyd. to be Harry. Or vice but, versa. Yeah, the guy who did Lloyd, who was, um, he's, I, I forget his name, but he's been, you would recognize him from other stuff too. John Travolta. John Travolta, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That would be. A- <laughs> That's like how like Tom Cruise played Austin Powers in like the movie version in the movie or That's whatever. Right. Oh my god. <clears throat> um any... Well, thank you for indulging me at yes. least. I'm I'm uh, it's hey, it's a uh, controversial but we you know that that drives the the views. That's right. So. <laughs> That's right. Um, and listens. Any final thoughts on the movie before we go? Um no, except that I I mean I think it is a good point that it is mm, probably my my it's I think it's my favorite fairly. I don't know if there's another one I can pull right now that I like more. Um and it's it's got its ups and downs, but I just think it's doing like a Simpsons level of like so many jokes and just how dumb they are and mm-hmm. always a little wrinkle in how uh they handle a situation and I just have a soft spot for it. So Max, any final thoughts of horror? Not really. <laughs> That's good. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.